House Finesse. Today, I'm honoured to welcome along an absolute icon from the UK music scene. Someone who's been in the industry for over 30 years with a huge back catalogue of standout tracks, having worked with big names from house music, R&B, pop and everything in between. Please welcome the delectable and absolutely amazing Angie Brown. So what I want to do is just kind of go back a little bit, not for too long, but let's just talk about how you got into music industry maybe and some of your highlights. Um, then what you've been up to more recently and then what you got planned. Just sort of do it that way if that's all right. Yeah, yeah. Anything. That's cool. I know you're an open book. You like to share it, whatever you can. Oh, all yeah. Good. Wear my heart on my sleeve. Definitely. That's how we like it. It's all good. So, um, like I say, you've been in the music industry for quite a while. Um, and yeah. I'm just thinking, yeah, those early tracks, phenomenal. Uh, you know, they shaped the music industry in some ways. So, what got you into it all in the first place? What appealed to you and how did you go about doing that? Well, can I just tell your listeners that I am 59 years old. I'll be 60 next year, believe it or not. Oh my. Uh, I'm glad I don't look too much older than <laughs> some of my papers. Um, but, you know, like, like a lot of people who've been doing it a long time, I more or less did it straight out of drama school. So it's more than 40 years that I've been singing professionally. Obviously, I'm known from the 90s, from 92, with I'm Gonna Get You. But I got into it when I was much, much younger. When mm. I was about nine or ten, there was another little girl who was about eight called Lena Zavaroni. And she was bad, girl. She was <laughs> Scottish. She was on fire. And she was eight. And wow. she was singing this uh, big jazz song. Mama, he's making eyes at me. Oh, mama, he wants to marry me. And I, I can't even hit it properly, really, because I tried <laughs> to warm job. up my voice <laughs> before joining you all, because I was sounding a bit blokey earlier. But basically, sorry, to get back to the question, I started at school. Uh, uh, you know, I saw this girl on Opportunity Knox, which was a, a weekly uh, talent competition, and you just had to send in your results. And uh, in the live studio, there was a clapometer. And this little girl... Not only did she win, but she got to meet the Pope. She got to sang, sing with Sinatra. She was just everything that I wanted to be. So from that moment, I thought, if she can do it, I can do it. Because I know that how much I love singing. And um, I'm coming from a fairly, let's say, fairly musical uh, background. Because my brother, he's a really good R&B DJ. My mum had a strong voice and dad he, he used to play the math organ quite badly you know my mum would it was a little bit it was a little bit country kitchen rustic home style entertainment but yeah it was cute and uh um obviously at school i went on to do oliver i know that i i've always been a bit of a you know bit of a chubster so to play a starving boy in a, in a children's home was a bit of a funny, uh, funny one for me. But I did it at school, and you know you do the school productions, and you get into the school choir. And um, at school, I used to get in trouble quite a lot for singing in the class because I'd be singing at playground, and I had my little fans at school, and I used to sing the the 
the Lover's Rock stuff, you know, which is um, for people who don't know what Lover's Rock is, it's ri- literally British acclaimed music where it's reggae meets like jazz and the tones are jazzy instead of more like, Allah, 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 you know, it's more like, you know, and this little, little, little half voice, little two step going on, you know. Janet Kay with Silly Games, you know, I've been wanting you. That's really beautiful tones. Anyway, so I started off singing a lot of um, reggae hits and uh, uh, some pop songs to girls at school. And um, I left school. I went to college for two years because what I didn't learn at school, um, I picked up at college and I, I left from there and I got into a drama school. And um, I didn't really like drama school because I decided I didn't really want to act. I, I definitely decided that singing was the way forward. And plus it was really hard getting an equity card, if you know anything about that being an actor. You need a professional union card. And to get the card is really hard because you've got to join a professional acting group or working production team. And it's really hard because it's a it's a roundabout, it's a weird way of 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 getting this card so apparently Mm. you could do some uh old people's homes some mental hospitals you need to do about 10 professional jobs in in a pub and club whatever and you can send off for the equity card that way instead of joining trying to get in with a you know a, a, a reputable acting group playing at the barbican or something i thought well this is this is the way they've only got two cards a year to give away to a new student straight out of drama school. I thought I'm not that much of a genius. I'm not going to get in with an acting group. Let me join a band or, you know, learn, a, learn some Cockney songs. Or, I don't know anything. I've got a lovely bunch of those, you know, <laughs> you know there we all, or whatever for the old people, you know, you mm. know, when you're like, you know, Daisy, Daisy, give me your answer to because I thought to myself, and then I used to sing all those songs like, how long is this been, you know, in the pub, you know. <laughs> yeah, I used to do that. I used to do anything. And that's, I did in um, 10 professional jobs, sent that off to equity, became a, got an equity card, and then didn't think about acting again. Because I, by trying to get the equity card sorted, I was singing and loving the the audience more than a you know restrained theater lot. I was loving yeah it's amazing Angie one more song you know and you think <laughs> oh what shall I sing for them now you know and um I don't know you sing a we are family or something that they all love and um you know people love their disco they love soul music and obviously this was before house if mm-hmm. you can get your head around that because I'm talking about I don't know, 93, 94, I was mm. in, a, in a, a, a band called EK1 down in Thanet where I was the lead singer. But, um, you know, when you've played Broadstairs and Dimchurch and all these places down in Thanet or wherever, you know, Ramsgate, Margate, after a while you've got to come to London and they were quite scared of London and what where mm. we could really take it. So I came back to London and I just tried to find session work you know but right. back in the day as um mm. you know when i came out of school singing to the girls at school driving them bananas um i i i my first session started to come through because you, you put your name out at a party yeah i'm a singer or whatever 
and I'd not, not done much work. And the work that was coming through was all these little reggae songs. Right. In an egg box studio, you remember yeah. back in the day, people used to put the egg boxes on the All ceiling the boxes. to push yeah. in the sound. And I'll be singing songs like, Dreading my dreams, dreading my dreams come true. You know, in that really, that mm. that soft voice, that that stuff that wasn't um, too big and, and it wasn't American either. It was very, you know, London mixed in with the West Indies based and um, I cut my teeth in the studio doing that kind of music and um, and then I went on to to join a rock band and I did loads of rock right I mean and Tina Turner had relaunched herself and it was uh, you know with Private Dancer that fantastic album and she's doing all of that stuff and then her career came back into the forefront of everyone's mind and I used to listen to Rolling on a River and you know when I was a little girl you know that stuff and I and I thought this is amazing and I had the voice to do to do that kind of uh, music because if you think about when I was a kid and I like say like my uh, Mark Boland Mm-hmm. And he thought T Rex were amazing, and um, he would have um. So I don't want to catch the scare the cat, but it's like twentieth century boy. I wanna be your toy, you know. And um, the Stones with the honky tonk woman, give me, give me, give me now honky tonk, please, whatever. Sorry, I didn't, <laughs> didn't breathe that one properly, but um. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and it was that kind of madness. I thought, I can uh, sing in this amazing chess voice that I discovered, which is associated so much with the gospel singers mm-hmm. and the style of house music that I do. So I forgot to say that when I was about 16, my mum my my and dad used to foster children, so... Right. My mum took us all to Butlins on holiday, Skegness. I was young. I wasn't even driving there, but I was in the car with my mum and maybe three or four people at the back there, three people at the back, um, Tamara, Roy and Mark. And they were my foster brothers and sisters and they were younger than me. And my mum wanted to take them to Butlins and let them loose, you know. Anyway, <laughs> so we, we get to Butlin and halfway through the week, there's a talent competition because there's a brochure with what's in it, where, what you can do on campus. And I said, um, oh, mum, look, there's a talent competition. My mum said, let's go along. Let's go to the, let's go to the audition. All right. Let's <laughs> yeah. get in there. And it's a huge letterbox-shaped theatre with big old velvet red curtains, and it must seat about a 1,000 people. And that went all right up on a on a rake you thought oh my god it's you know so they can see you and hear you on this huge stage your personality has to fill the stage mm-hmm. and uh, people are getting up and singing uh songs that were popular around that time which i can't really probably barbara strice and stuff and whatever yeah. and i my mom was sitting next to me my mom said why don't you try Get up and sing because she knew I'm, you know, I've been singing in the school, singing in the classroom. Shut up, Brown. Otherwise, one more peep out of you and I peep, get out, go on, out, out, out. Because I've been a nuisance because I, I needed to be studying music. But you know, when you don't know, 
and you're at a, you're lost because you're a teenager. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 13, 14, and I'm being a pain in the neck in this classroom. And I, you know, I wouldn't have minded going to English or maths or all those science and if I had my singing to look forward to. Anyway, to get back to buttons, I get up and I thought, I don't even know any songs all the way through, not even summertime, not even a standard that we should know, like yeah. we are family or, or you know, all the words to Valerie. Everybody just knows it. <laughs> you, you've got to know at least 10 standards and in there is Sex Machine. Get up, get on up, get on the scene. And like a sex machine, get on up. Get up! You know you can't. You have to know some of the classics because, obviously, during that time I've been booked for parties, weddings. You know, working with various bands, freelancing, and I told you I was in the pubs doing stuff as well with bands. So anyway, I get up on the stage at Butlins, and um, I think I just thought I got to do something that's a jam. So I thought, yeah, let's do Brown Girl in the Ring, and I was like. I, the pianist, I said, I'm sorry, I haven't got any music. I'm just sitting here with my mum on this huge stage and the guy's got, a, you know, it's 10 in the morning, but he's got his dicky bow on and the frilled shirt. And, <laughs> right, right, okay, right, Angie. You know, sorry I'm doing a bad Northern accent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever the accent is for scared mess. But anyway, so I get up and I'm like, brown girl in the ring, cha-la-la. And I get the whole place singing, all the other people auditioning. And he said, right, you've got a place for the show tonight. So mm-hmm. fast forward, I go to the show. I sing Brown Girl in the Ring and they're all, everyone's clapping really badly on the one. Like, like you're not, not on the two. Sing the again. Anyway, I won along with, there was a double winner. We, anyway, we go through to the next competition and I didn't get through in the next bit, but you know, the winner would have won five grand. Do you know what five grand was like in Lincoln late? Um, well, it had to be late. So, well, drama school was 81 to, yeah, yeah, 81, 82. Yeah. You know, my mum started taking me to talent competitions because um, in pubs and where you can win 150 quid, whatever, and you, you sing Natural Woman or sing a classic because I had to kind of, learn my craft and hone in on how to work with an audience and little things like that. So she, my mom and Butlins gave me my first, you know, first break. Mm-hmm. And then my mom also recommended that I, I have singing lessons. And I thought, how does she know this? She said, you know, if you want your voice to, to last and to, um, you know, take care of it, you need to sing. And, and she was right. Cause I was, pushing from the wrong place. Um, yeah. I know today when we were speaking on the messages, I was like, oh, I've got to warm my voice up a bit because yep. um, it's bad to just sing and because uh, the voice is a muscle. I guess if you were an athlete, you would run on the spot and stretch that muscle before the race. Mm-hmm. It's exactly like that for singing. And um, what happened after after Butlins, I... Well, in between Butlins and going for the the, the, the quarterfinal or whatever final it was, the semi-final, that's what it was. Um I I I met this amazing woman called Nettie Batam and she became my singing teacher. Right. So I'm I'm also classically trained now where I'm reading from here and doing all 
uh, these notes, what I call a Julie Andrews notes. I know that I'm not in the best voice this week. And um, I must, I'm not going to make any excuse, too many excuses for my voice at the moment because um, <laughs> since since the uh, lockdown was over, I'm going to call it lockdown and not COVID, you yeah. know, the lockdowns have been over. All the work that backed up over two years, <laughs> they're all there. And yeah. uh, the poor promoters are fighting for, you know, who would normally have their festival on a Saturday. They've had to go for a Sunday afternoon and the, another Saturday night or gone for a Friday night and, Anyway, basically, I just um, there's a backlog of work, and obviously, some things I took the deposits for. So the, you're going to do the decent thing now that the everything's fairly normalised again. Mm. Of course, I'm going to honour those gigs. You know, I still got half the amount of money still to get. So um, yeah, so I'm a bit tired from overworking this year. But anyway, so when I met Nettie. So I'm not going to lose the trail where I was. Once I met Nettie, she showed me all this, what I call Julie Andrews singing, because it's very clear and clean. And, and it's, I'll show you like, hey, he, ha, woo, woo, that, woo, that clarity yeah. that um, reverberates. That is something that I learned from her. Wow. And when you mix that with chess voice for singing, I'm going to get you, or the rock stuff, it really works. Yeah. And it and it's literally effortless. Literally effortless. And obviously you get tired, but but there's never any pain, there's never any uh pollocks, nodes, uh, you know, I never cough up any blood. I never have uh if I get a chest infection, it's not for too long. Mm-hmm. Um obviously uh you, you learn to deal with it and sing around it, but you've if you are a bit phlegmy, sorry to say that, but <laughs> you are yep. a bit jellyfied, so to speak. And, um, you know, there's ways around it. But as long as my voice, and some, I've even had floppy discs where the, you know, the chords are really tired and it's like, mm. stop singing for, you know, two weeks and get them back. Because as I said before, that it's a muscle. And once they're back, as long as I don't get ill and I take care of my voice, because what she showed me was how to get that American tone. And I would have been, if I hadn't been shown, I would. it would be up the top. It would be through the throat. It would be caught around the shoulders. But what she, when, how she's taught you, it's all gravity. So you, you pull it down like the opera singers. You literally, mm. sorry to say, but, you know, sing from your fanny. Sorry to say that. <laughs> you sing from downstairs in your nether regions because if you check it that's where your legs bums and tums the top of your legs and your your backside so to speak mm. the biggest muscle in the body and mm. if that's supported a bit like um bearing down if you want to poo or, or or have a baby it's you 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 get in touch with your with your those um pelvic floor mm. and the sphincter muscles right and because of that the visualization of that whole this is clear, this is clear, this is clear, hitting, you know, your 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 abdomen and your diaphragm and it's got all this clarity to 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 come out again because you're not there's none of this, you know, you know, you have to you have to instead of thinking up, you think down, the note is low, whether it's a high note or a low note. Mm. And basically what Nettie showed me is invaluable because when house came along 
I could do it, and I could do all that, that, you know, that wagon. What? Why waste your time? You know you're gonna be mine. I'm gonna get you, baby. I'm gonna get you, yes, I am. Yes, I am. You know, it, yeah. it's gotta be, you know, when you do it, sorry, I thought the cat would have jumped then. <laughs> he's scared of uh, He's used to it, isn't he? But um, if you can do that and still, and, and people, and people are not feeling uncomfortable and you make it look enjoyable and easy, you know, you are, I just got so much work out of singing like that, you know, the house mm. thing came about and marvellous doors opened with, with, with Bizarre Rink, but um, I'm going to let you get in there with another question. It's a long answer. Basically, I started at school and went from strength to strength, but I am grateful to Nettie Batam for what she she's taught me. She's taught me that, uh, you know, that American gospel, easy, mm. southern, laid back way of delivering. And not a lot of British girls had it. And that's why, you, you know, doing I'm going to get you, I was supposed to sound like Jocelyn Brown. Right. Because it was not, it was originally a Jocelyn Brown track. Yeah. So to emulate Jocelyn again from the acting and thinking, Oh, you know her voice and her boots. I, I, I did it, and, and I did it, and I did it justice. Anyway, you really did. Next question. Sorry, 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 sorry. Oh, <laughs> no, no. Go on, go on. it's a long go journey, and a- you know it's interesting yeah. stuff. And I love to know. I'd love to to hear your backstory because obviously Nettie, we're all forever indebted to her for bringing you that Ooh. talent. And you know, well, yeah, it's last the amazing, time. the amazing thing. One more point. Sorry, she was. I was fifteen. She was 30-something, and now I'm 59. She's late 80-something, I don't know, 88, 89. And we still meet up and we have a vodka because back in the day I wouldn't have been able to have a vodka. And we do our mini men, mini men, mini men, and you're you're trotting, you're panting, all these things that relax the back of the throat, and it's amazing. And smiling it through, instead of saying, when you smile it through, you're using all these muscles and it just becomes effortless and, and exciting because the sound that you make is just reverberates and, oh, anyway, next question. It totally question. does. Next question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what a great answer. And I'm going to uh, process that again probably a few times just to get it through my head. But um, so out of all those years of being in the circuit, what would you say would be your highlight? You know, what, what would be your moment of glory or you know the, the real moment you always come back to well in my life there's like you know so like there's three things that really have blown me away of course having children in my 40s because I was such a career girl and um uh what was I gonna say passing my driving test first time you know how Good elated job. you feel that you haven't got to do this all over again and you pass first time and you like do that run down the road, that euphoria. I will never, I think I went up to complete strangers like New Year's Eve and, you know, help them. And I said, I passed my driving test, you know, and get lifted up. I don't know how they did that bit, but they lifted up, spun me around. I so I was smaller then. <laughs> but, and, but, you know, I was grateful. And the third thing is, of course, top of the pops. That moment. Do you remember that? It was pre-recorded oh, on a Wednesday. Yep. Went out sort of pre-recorded live-ish yep. on a Thursday. And 
it was just an amazing time because um once I watched Martin Fry from ABC in an interview and he said that when you're when you're young and you're in a band, you have to keep saying, I'm in a band and I'm gonna make it, and I'm gonna and he said once you make it, you never have to you know, what, what a lot of West Indies would call beat your chest again and say, I'm doing this and I'm... Doing... You never have to point to yourself. And you never have to make any excuses. You never have to explain yourself again. People immediately get it. Yep. And, you know, in between the session work coming in when I was in my early 20s and doing the band thing, I, you know, to hold... I had to hold down some kind of a job. So mm. part-time... If you get a good part-time job, it pays you almost as good as a poorly paid full-time job. So I was doing all these really good catering jobs or cleaning, toilets, offices, you name it, um, as yeah. long as it was part-time. And, and I joined a, a couple of agencies back then. You still had these people like Alfred Marks and Blue Arrow. I joined them, lied to them, said I was a chef, whatever. You know, you once I picked up the knife, they went, that took me, she ain't a chef. They knew that I wasn't. <laughs> I just, you know, there's a difference between earning a pound an hour and earning seven pounds an hour. I thought, I want the seven pounds. If you can. <laughs> I'm not quali qualified to chef at all. Actually going to these agencies and openly lying, you know. Mm. And I used to work for the 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 um, bakery called Bloomfields, which is Greg's brought them out and all sorts. I've just done so many amazing things. And um, once I, 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 um, uh, how I met the Zara Inc. was uh, interesting because I was doing all this, you know, I went on to be a sandwich girl in Westminster Tower and people that used to, you know, what I call a trolley dolly with the sandwiches. And we made really bespoke sandwiches back then which is nothing now you know prawn mm. and avocado you know chicken and avo you know um the things like uh chorizo sausage you know back then it was where are you going with your 1980s self <laughs> and your chorizo sausage you know you think, uh, yeah it didn't exist but i worked for a lady called titch and that was a good part-time job yeah so nice. i you know i got to work at seven and i was finished by two and then you could get home shower you know learn the song that you've got to learn for the session in a day or two's time. But we, I started going to this place on a Monday night called Singers. Right. And it was an open mic night. And it was amazing because I really presented myself like I was already a name. <laughs> I, I was already a name. Hi. Hi, my name is Angie Brown. Like, it wasn't my name is Angie. It was no. It was my name is Angie Brown. Like, you should, like, it flows, you know. Yep. And I thought, yeah. And, uh, you know, again, I just said, I'd, it was an open mic night. It was, anyone could get up and sing. And I thought, this is another place where I could um, hone in on my craft. I've got to learn how to how to do it and what how, how to do it and, and what to do. So I started singing there every Monday. And one night I was doing Respect and they heard me doing that. Oh, yes, tearing up the place because far too many people did ballads. And I didn't do ballads, so I thought, now nah, I'm getting up, doing them, rocking the place. And I'd get a standard ovation for just doing a up tempo. No, not another person singing. Lately I've been staring in the mirror. Stevie Wonder or Oliver Vandross. And people were bored. I used to get up and, you know, rock the place. Anyway, when I did Respect one night, there was an agent in and she 
she got in touch with a few people and finally rang me and said, um, are you available to do this session with the band called Bizarre Inc? Now, they had already had a hit with playing with knives, but I'd never heard of them. So I said, yeah, you know, they're paying me good money. I know we should talk money, but it's over a grand. And I've never earned that kind of money, not for singing anyway. I went, definitely. And they said, can you sing like Jocelyn Brown? I thought, I'm a damn well try, mate. Because I did get an advert for McDonald's where I had to sing like her. That was the, I'm going to do it for you. So I had to go, so, so I'm going to sing Walk That Walk to Old McDonald's now, right? So when they played me, they said, how you've got to do it. I know I'm in my 20s, but I'm going to have to sound about 60 and I'm going to have to sound heavier. So I went, <clears throat> so I had to do that, this McDonald's advert. So I went, so walk that walk to old McDonald's now. Like that, that's what they wanted. And I was like, did you get it? Did you get it? <laughs> it's, it's a big thing. And because I wasn't used to doing all that chess, even though I've been taught by Nettie, mm. I wasn't, you know, you, you'd you mix it with, you know, you mix it with that Whitney Houston head voice. You don't, it's not all big belt anyway. Uh, you guys know the rest. I went, uh, kind of went on to meet Bizarre Inc. Did mm -hmm. it in the studio in a half an hour, maybe forty-five minutes. I was done. Ad lib some da 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 when it came out in the clubs, it just was tearing up the clubs. So when it was eventually released properly, it went straight in at number 17. So we got top of the pops. Nice. Yep. And, you know, this is the, 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 the answer to your question was like, is there anything that I, you can't, oh, just talking about it, my hairs have gone up. Oh. And of course, um, both, both my parents are gone now, but they were alive to see that now. People that came here in the 50s, in 55, my dad got here, and uh, 54, and then my mum came in 55 a year later. And um, she flew. She stopped four stops, Newfoundland and Ireland and here. And dad came on some ship or boat or windrush or something. Mm -hmm. And for them to see their daughter, you know, 40-odd years later on British television yeah. was amazing. I mean, I remember my dad, you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> he's that sort of old man Guinness drinking, you know, Lady Henry does a guy like that when Lady Henry does a character like that when he just took a um um and he named something like Selbert or you know, Leroy. And they, they wear pork pie hats and they would listen to the original versions of um UB forty songs, you know, and yeah. the old scar music and Trojan music. And 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 it, and it was it was my dad. That's my dad's generation, and he was you know they wore the two tone suit and they did it that mm, uh, mm, to the star music. They uh, yeah. they did the mashed potato. They 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 wore winkle pickers. It was that. Anyway, my dad, when he was watching some of the pops, he was like a bit perplexed because he said, and he had a stutter, which was really hard. Which I actually used to make beatbox with now, actually, the way the title <laughs> on the satire. But he, 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 in that old Jamaican man, where he said, Oh, he wanted to say, How come you're here? You know, he went, Oh, 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 
how can you how come you in the room and you're on the television at the same time? <laughs> Brilliant. And I said, Dad, it's a pre-recording. I went to Elstree or whatever it was called yesterday and recorded this. And it was such a wonderful moment for people back to Martin Fry's thing. What people, oh, my hair's all gone up. What people said, uh, people, you know, your dry cleaner, the people that fix your shoe, people, oh, them girls I sang to at school, the people I delivered sandwiches to, offices mm. I cleaned, whatever. Um, other people that I'd worked for in, in the in the past, in the future, yeah, in the past, were just elated for me because they, they know that I'd, you know, I'd worked really hard to, you know, it wasn't like I left drama school and boom, it was drama school and 10 years later, yeah. you know, especially with this new movement of music that us Brits have adopted from Chicago mm -hmm. and spun it on its head and sell it back to the whole world you know, more than the Americans do. We've embraced it a bit like how the Stones embraced Muddy Waters music yeah. and sold it back to the Americans for trillions more, you know, well, not trillions, <laughs> but, you know, a lot close. more than he had originally orchestrated. We we, we know that, that that goes on, you know. It was mm. there. They were just cute, weren't they, the Rolling Stones yeah. and marketable and, you know, same with the Beatles, you know. I mean, it's, it it... it you know, come on, there was lots of great artists in the 50s before Elvis, and he, he borrowed their style and power to him, power to him for, for being the one to take it mainstream. But, you know, people were doing it. And, he, you know, it's interesting, a lot of that came out, that he copied the, some black styles. That he saw. I, that, I, I like that honesty coming out because that's how it was. And, you know, it's, it's interesting, that generation that gave us that kind of music. And anyway... Mm. Of that, you know, for his track, but dad, mum, and dad were really, really proud. Um, of course, the phone was going, and my mum loved the phone, and she was like, Yes, dad, yes, Daphne, I know, I see Hanji on the telly, yes, she, yes, me, me like what she's wearing, <laughs> she, she had the high heel boots, and whatever. And then Gwen would bring Auntie Gwen, and Auntie Ruby, and Auntie Merle, and all these people, yes, me, see, it was a big. There's a big, big, big hole that was filled of pride, you know. People mm. were very prideful that I'd, you know, graced the stage of British television. Totally. And, of course, I went up to do in Dance Crazy and This Morning, Good Morning, blah, 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 you know, loads of things. So it was it was just a, a, a wonderful, it was, a, it was a elated you know, who gets in the charts? Oh, my God, we're in the charts. Number yeah. 17, we're doing Top of the Pops. And Annie Lennox is over there and Boys <laughs> to Men are over there. And um, yes. Tasmin Archer, she was at number one. She's over on another stage. And it's just, it is, it's exciting for for me to, you know, I thought, I thought it was well-deserved, mm. you know, because I work really hard. I work relentlessly. Totally. Yeah, so, you know. Highlight. Sound, I mean, yeah. a testament to you for that. And I mean, I think BBC Four are replaying a lot of the Top of the Pops nowadays. Every Friday night, that's our ritual. And to see that again, what, 20 odd years, 30 odd years ago now, you're thinking, still a tune, can't help fault it. It's one of the best that still hangs around. And, you know, Heart FM will churn it out every weekend. So we can't fault it really, can we? 
Yeah, it's not dated, has it, really? Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, but, this, but, but don't let me learn, you know, forget to tell you there's a new one coming out next year. I was going to ask, yeah. what's coming up? Because obviously you've been a busy lady over the last year or so when you're getting back out there from the pandemic. What, what's happening next? Well, it's funny. Was, um, earlier when I said to you, I was running, you were running a bit late, listeners, yeah, <laughs> for good. our little talk on, on, on the radio here. Thank you, Finesse, for having me, you know, House Finesse. But I'm busy trying to develop some merch, but I'm not doing the lipstick thing because, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm getting the website all updated. I'm up in my brand. I, I met a marvellous man in COVID. You know, I must tell you a little bit of that. Anyway, so I, you know how it is. You've got the dressing gown on all day because there's no school run because I've got two boys now. There's no work, which I couldn't deal with. I couldn't deal that um there was no pubs open at least where i could go and sing how long you know is this mm-hmm. you know just do i don't know my boy lollipop my baby donk you know in that who knows it my baby just whatever i will sing whatever and in the war the pubs have been open the clubs where people have gone dancing with the with the fake tights on them and <laughs> and, and and cinemas were open what do you mean <laughs> everything is shut up. I thought, I thought it was going off my head. So just trying to, especially the first six months, mm. and I would like gain nearly two stone, which I've taken off, thank God. And I just be- uh, became addicted to Monster Munch, yeah? And I was <laughs> like, oh, I was eating them like a monster. Anyway, I, was, I learned to DJ in COVID, and that was amazing because I was going to a, a, a class before COVID kicked in, and I had the decks at home and I started going live and I was just uh, having such a good time. And I had to become the author of some of the groups to play privately. And I tapped on my phone and there was all these people that um, had messaged me because I was on The Voice. Now, I was on The Voice in 2014. Yep. And again, I did a great live rendition of I'm Gonna Get You in 90 seconds. We couldn't do the dad up, dad, dad up, which helps me get my note for the wow but anyway i just did it anyway i, I look a bit rabbit in the headlights right straight in and i did that note and i got a standing ovation straight away and it was heartbreaking when they didn't turn around and they you know i worked it out very quickly that they had me on the show for ratings there was no way there was going to put a pro through they need someone younger that they can mold into mm. what they want. So anyway, I basically, uh, I, 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 I use the voice to get me lots of work because people, so I, I couldn't go anywhere. With Sometimes people were so angry. They were shouting at me about it. And I, yep. why did you get through? You were amazing. I was screaming at the telly. And I was like, babe, if I could get a pal for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I walked into restaurants and, people stood up and I was like what is going on here you know people were affronted that I didn't get through anyway go back to when I was DJing through COVID I had about 3,000 people watching me and people made me the author of their group and I tapped on and the, the, the angry people were there about 50 of them from seven years ago because this is now 2021 that's like seven years ago, 2014. Oh my God, these people messaged me. And they, <laughs> they'd gone through to another Facebook page, which is the proper, the proper 
professional one, but I'm always on the family one, chatting away, really personable <laughs> on that one, and the other one gets neglected. So I went through the messages and I thought, hmm, you know, yeah, I'll have another packet of months and months, and then I'll message these people back. And I must have done three quarters of them, and I got tired. But for something, so do it. It's rude not to. And I messaged them back, and Mike, my husband now, we 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 basically he was on there, and I messaged him, and he messaged me back, and there was lots of banter between us, and um. I just couldn't believe that this man had taken his time out to message me and he couldn't believe that I'd taken the time out to message him back. Anyway, forward to uh, last year, we met once the, the, you know, the country opened. We had two months to talk before the March and then we mm-hmm. met in the March. Then we, we married this March, wow. gone. So, you know, COVID was amazing for me because <laughs> I met, I led to DJ. My hair grew. Okay, I've got my ponytail on today, but yep. it's on my shoulders. My own hair is on, not as long as this, but it's about here. And I'm, I love it. It when I, I've got a nice keratin. I just, it's just beautiful. My hair grew because I had it braided in 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 COVID, yeah. and um, amazing. You know. I, anyway, I went on to meet Mike, and Mike and I got married in March. And Mike, he's been online to see about my profile from different platforms because I never go onto TikTok. Mm-hmm. And funnily enough, I forgot to say when I was doing the rock stuff, I I joined a band that was called the Thrashing Doves. Right. And Thrashing Doves did get a really big record deal, but um they were set to do amazing things. But Margaret Thatcher was on this TV show called Swap Shop or whatever, Saturday Superstore, whatever it was. And she was on the hit or miss and she said this out of all the bands, out of the three or four bands that they showcased, she said, this band is amazing. This is the best thing because they were cute, cute Caucasian or cute little white boys, skinny, jangly guitars, but they had cute haircuts and they didn't, they weren't shaved and looking like something out of Mad Max. They didn't. They looked really, so she went for them. And the next day, literally their career plummeted. (laughs) So maybe two or three years after that, I, I started working with them in the studio mm-hmm. and I eventually became their lead singer and we changed it from the thrash, thrashing doves to the doves. Yeah. And then the doves went on to be Ramona 55. But basically it was me doing this pop jangly, oh, mixture of that kind of reggae singing that I liked as well as the big rock singing. And basically we did this brilliant album, which was mixed at Paisley Park, which is Prince's place in Philadelphia. We did the video in in LA. We did the album in, in New York. It was just looking really good, but the record company couldn't get past the fact that you know because it's America and they compartmentalize you. Mm-hmm. If you're a black artist, you should be doing black music. They couldn't get their head around the fact that it was a little bit country and a little bit rock and a little bit pop mm-hmm. for them. And they had a real hard time. Anyway, so I got dropped. And what I was trying to say was one track was released called Beaten Up in Love Again. And Beaten Up in Love Again, basically, it's a big power ballad. It's not everyone's cup of tea, but we, we did it in Abbey Road with the Philharmonic, the, the yes. National Philharmonic Orchestra. And it was played on Radio 1 for a week. But we're talking about 88, 89. But mm-hmm. on TikTok, 
it's been shared uh, 400,000 times. Wow. Now, this is something that I did when I was in my, well, you know, 27, 28. Yeah. I'm days. 59 now. So, so um, anyway, so what, what I was trying to say is like, I think that, you know, you asked me, what have I got on the horizon? I think that I must have sang on Psy, uh three or 4,000 tracks. Because obviously I'm going to get UK Mal, yeah. and I never had that kind of success again, but I worked with Soul Avengers. I backed yeah. up, um, you know, Heaven 17. I was in Heaven 17 for nine years. I worked with, with Lisa Stansfield. I went on to do, um, you know, Stereophonics, Fat Boy mm. Slim. I just worked with people, whether they knew me, French, Greek. I've sung in all kinds of languages. And the, the man next door who's got a studio, yeah, you're paying me, yeah. 750 on there you know whatever you a record company i did um mark morrison's crazy yep. and his return of the mac i just worked because i love singing and i was trying to get that hit again <laughs> because bizarring wasn't my band i was a featured artist and i thought i need yeah. to do it for me mm -hmm. so if we fast forward from all that time 30 years later we, I thought it was time that we released it. I've got a publishing deal. Mm -hmm. And if you know about publishing, the publisher looks after your songs. Mm -hmm. and But also the publishers these days are, are also taking the place of what a label used to do because the labels have been disarmed because of the internet before they would say what gets released and, oh, David Bowie, now we'll have Mark and then we'll have Queen. No, we'll have Elton. No, uh, all Ed Sheeran's tracks are up <laughs> because yeah. they they don't control it anymore. So to fast forward for 30 years, 300 years, <laughs> 30 <laughs> years later, um, it's interesting that the, the internet is so liberating because you can find Beaten Up in Love again. You can find where if there's royalties out there for you, where Airplay with your name attached to it and also neighbouring rights. So sometimes i'm not actually singing sometimes i'm ad-libbing or ooing mm. on a track you know uh maybe tomorrow um um with the stereophonics i'm doing a ooh, ah, ooh, ooh, and he's going maybe tomorrow ah, oh my, yeah you know whatever i'm just uh, you know uh, I, i'm doing that thing on mark morrison's uh blah 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 you know i'm doing yeah. oh mark you lied about your big Billy. I'm gonna say no. Your big break. <laughs> and it's amazing to to um to be able to you know do all this new stuff which is coming out because I've got a deal with Armada, which is the the best dance label an artist like me could be on. Yep. The new one is coming out. Mike, my husband, Mikey, he knows a lot about marketing, so hence the nails. Nice. Um, we didn't want to go with lipstick, sorry, because you have to think you have to get it from China. This is right. handmade locally in London, so we yeah. can get the lady to pour it in and people can order it, and it will be in a gift set, like a CD case, but you Beautiful. know, obviously better with all the tissue paper and all the lovely, and it'll be two colors pink and black. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm working with producers like Who, which is HWO, you know him. Yep. He's the, the he's one of them. He did a room pam pam. 
you let me down, you set me down, down, down. Room, pump, pump. I need to stop me, stop to me, to me, stop. Stop with me. All the ladies of the hat in the art. Wicked. So he's, he's, he's brilliant. I'm working, I'm looking into working with Sunny Federa and Diplo. I'm just crying. I know I'm just giving, <laughs> I'm praying that they remix. So I'm going to get you. Awesome. Um, you. You do need a big, big name on, to, on board, I think, to make it really work out. And the, uh, the, the, the 2023 version as well, it's got my son Cuba doing the, yo DJ pump this party. So the party, yo DJ pump this party. <laughs> He's going, your DJ put this party. You know, the boys have, um, Brilliant. my my two boys have come along to some of the uh, festivals in the summer. And they, yes. you know, when they get on, it's like what I call little Michael Jackson syndrome. Then all them cute girls in the front just scream. And one of them was doing the splits. So he just does all the slut drops mm-hmm. and everything. And the other one was good. Yo, DJ, yo, DJ, yo, DJ. And I'm like, why, 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 why? Like, so we're all doing this Jamming. madness on stage. Yeah. And these people are like, ah! like this. So it's going to be a, it's going to be an amazing ride for Cuba, really, because, um, yeah, Armada, can I just say this? They're really happy to have me on board. And I'm happy to, I can't tell you how how happy I feel to be in the pocket now. It isn't like what happened to me in the 80s where they'll think, well, we don't know what to do with you. They know exactly what to do with me. And um, I sent them some footage off my Facebook, you know, people messaging, go Angie, whatever, on Facebook, and all the messages, all, all these hearts <laughs> going up at the side, and people laughing, because I'm like, I've got two tracks in, I've got two running side by side, it was such a big deal for me, and they said, we, you know, this is my bed, that's excellent, but they were saying, Angie, we love the way you DJ, you are doing the so you're making this so much fun. It's what you bring to the table. I was like, yeah, they get me, they get me. So I want to sort of relaunch myself just between us as a superstar female DJ. Fair play. Why not? There's Why not? no female David Getter, is there? Mm-mm. I mean, Unless I know Sunny sings and she's good. She sings and then she can DJ. She's cool. But this time, I think... If I know my mix is backwards and I'm playing all Angie Brown. Well, I can sing over Angie Brown, no problem. Absolutely. Right? Because when you watch those superstar DJs videos, they're promoting their whole set of what they sound and what they've released. Yep. You know? And I think I'll be able to do it. So, you know, I want to put all the loads of tracks that I told you I've sung sung on over the last 30 years. I think that a lot of them already those producers are coming to me saying, Ange, we were a track together 15 years ago. So we're going to try and compile as much as we can to put a couple of tracks out, a couple of albums out, actually, yeah. out of all the people that are going to come through. I mean, and there's thousands of them mm. because I've got some music in vaults where people said, oh, I did a track with Angie 22 years ago, whatever. Uh, uh, uh. Mm. Those people are going to come to the forefront because if you're hot, it's a natural process. Totally. It has to happen. And for me, it's like putting your hand on the on that the hole in the pipe for the last yep. thirty years, and then one day that that just bl- blows up and the whole place gets flooded. That's what it feels like to me. I don't don't get me wrong. I I think that I'm a good singer, I, but I don't think that I'm the best singer. But I do think that I'm very personable. I think I'm 
quite funny and upbeat and chirpy. I know that. I'm a very positive person. And most people that I know who've been following my career, my sister, my brother, cousins, you know, people who go back from, you know, drama school friends, school friends, they think, and even my new husband, he's like, what happened with Ramona 55, who were the doves, who were the fashion doves? Yeah. It's like someone seriously up in the in the office there. Mm. And I tried to explain to him that, you know, the States is a different place. It's different now because skunk and Nancy's come and, you know, smack people in the face. <laughs> America had a problem with one black spice in Spice Girls. Come on. And she just said, no, mate, this is how we do it in the UK. And they got <laughs> got their heads around it. You have to, that is racism. And compartmentalise it. You should. You can't do that with music. You you really shouldn't. If I want to sing, you know, I want to do a, a house version of um, In Your Head, Zombie. I want to hear your head. I love it. Why can't I have that? Why can't I have that Irish rock? Why can't I? I want it mixing with some house. Why can't I just sing what I want to sing? You know, okay. I mean, since I, my deal got, you know, I got booted off the label with the boys, you know, living color. There's more, um, I, I can't remember what the back, they, they call Alabama something. And it's this beautiful black girl. And she's got three hillbilly type guys with the, with the long beard. I, <laughs> I, I, I guess I, Shazam them because you hear the music sometimes on a yep. American TV, and I thought, look at that! I I got nowhere with that look thirty years ago with the boys. Look at this! It's, the time is now to re-release this this track that people have been talking. When you know, my husband went through the through the comments, and I couldn't believe it. I, you know, up my hairs went up, and I thought. And then some people said, yeah, she went on to do house music and she's in Bizarre What a voice, what a voice. And I think, this is amazing. This is amazing. It, it isn't about having the best voice, but it is that whole thing about drawing people in. Yep. And I do that with my audience. They're not, you're not separate. It's not me and you. No, no, no. We're all having sex tonight, all of us together. Because it's the more happy you are, the more happy I am. And you know how it is. You don't want to sleep with the ironing board you know you don't want to be slim you want mm -hmm. someone who's going oh this is lovely thank you sir <laughs> mm -hmm. you know you someone who's cute and responsive and that's that's that, that that's what music's about that's what i love about it so yeah the new i'm gonna get is gonna come out i've got nice. a new website and i'm gonna have merch as i said no lipstick because that's hard and you don't know what's yep. in it but this is toxin free and it's made here in london hand poured hand stirred so you know it's my color and nobody else has got this it's gonna be you know that this is gonna have crystals in and this side's gonna have some gold stars in so and then there's um obviously i do let's rock which is um let's rock is at 80s they feature 80s people like wet 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 uh you be not you before you uh, level 42 billy ocean heaven 17 and obviously because the 80 stars toy wilcox is also on it i've seen her are getting older they need to if they don't want to diminish the brand they need to bring in some 90s people and mm -hmm. hopefully make that transition between 80s and 90s and keep the brand going and so i've been on it and urban cookie collective and a few of us so yeah. we've got those 
those that to look forward to because that was amazing because um I took someone's place who had COVID. I think it was Sydney Youngblood. Um, if only I could make yep. this world a better. I think that's him. Something like that. Anyway, I'll remember and that one. um, yeah, he had he had COVID and he couldn't do it. And I got on there with that, that, but that. And I remember reading the comments of people saying, "Who is she? Never heard of her." And someone said, "Why don't you Google her, mate?" And somebody else said, "Oh, you know, I've seen her live before. She's great." And then the comments after I did. I was like, whoa, she was on fire because it's with a live band called the Retrobates, so we have fun. <laughs> and I'm there doing my my beatboxing because I, I, I learned that from the Rat Pack. The Rat Pack are the two GUK stroke house guys and Everson mm-hmm. and Mark. And Mark used to do the helicopters and brr, brr, and <laughs> so anyway, but he said, yeah, but Ange, if you are Mike, you go... You breathe in and you, whoop, and you do, whoop, yeah, and I thought, I could do that one. I'm going to learn that. So I'm like, what, why, what, why? Why, what the way, what waste? Why, what the waste? Why waste your time? You know, you know, you know, you know. You know. I like to do that to make it interesting, you know? That's brilliant. Because, yeah, because I'm going to get you with being a big hit. I'm doing these gigs on a Saturday, but, I, I you know, I need to keep it fresh and people need to, you know, who's hired me this year? needs to get on the phone tomorrow and say, we want her back next year, you yeah. know, because I had all those years out in the wilderness. and um, But I just think it's all going to blow up for me, actually, with this new I'm going to get you coming out and with my husband managing me. And also I've got an, an agency full of 90s artists. Um, uh, who's on it? The CC Peniston, and Ultranate, Barbara Tucker, oh. myself, Rosala. You know, they're all on it because it's non-exclusive, but we get them because I'm a, I'm one of the artists and we're going to look after the artists and um, we get them reminisce, festivals, let's rock. So things are good, Si. Things are really good. I can't complain. So <laughs> Lots going on, though. Sounds like you're having a great time right now and lots to come, as we can tell. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be Angie Brown's year next year, I reckon. We're going to see a lot more of you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. It's been amazing today. I hope um, I do chat a lot. I know I do. It's all interesting stuff. You don't need me in this. I could just give you some questions, but it's all good. Oh, well, well, because in my head, it all ties up to one big moment, you know, amazing times, really. So just, but. You know, thank you for having me. Oh, and um, amazing to meet you, Sai. And you. And I believe you're going to have a nice little mix for us now. So uh, do you want to introduce that for everyone? Yeah, 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 yeah. What, what mix is it? What mix is it? I'm going to get you. The new I'm going to get you. We're going to get it all out there, aren't we? Yep. Yeah, yeah, please. I'll make sure that you definitely get it and you play it. It'll be amazing. So Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, I'd love that. And, I, yeah, I appreciate anyone, any. Any support on the radio, any whatsoever. It's so, all going out. Wonderful I'm going to be, I'm going to be putting something up on SoundCloud every week of my little mixes here. So you Good know, stuff. it's all about self-promoting, which the internet allows you to do. So Indeed. you know, thank you, Angie. Absolute pleasure to talk to you. What a woman! Such a pleasure to hear Angie's stories from her career, and so exciting to see how her career continues with its '90s revival and renewed energy following the pandemic. Make sure you check out Angie's website for all the details. 
and obviously keep an ear out for the brand new remix of Bizarre Inks. I'm going to get you out on the murder records very soon. Let's work it down a little bit. I'm Angie Brown Monez now. Last week's show ended with this one and I never got to play it. It's a tune of tunes. Yes, you're listening to me. I'm Angie Brown Monez. Of course, you can call me still Angie Brown. I'm married to Mikey Brown Monez, a man I met during COVID in between eating monster munches and Jaffa cakes. Yeah, baby. Anyway, he's lovely and I'm here with producer Yaz. Clapping herself like a little chimpanzee as usual. It's really wrong, isn't it? Yeah. It isn't rude because it wasn't wasn't meant in a rude way. <laughs> You're listening to me, my weekly show here on the internet somewhere. This is in the world globally. This is it is what it is. It's my mixes done my way and sometimes they're right sometimes they're not so clever but anyway I'm dancing and uh, yeah I need a sports bra boobies yeah I need a sports bra they're jiggling baby jiggling baby they're jiggling anyway onwards and upwards I won't talk again because I'm going to go deep in the mix like you would do in a rave okay so enough chit chat from me and listening to my weekly internet show baby yeah baby it is what it is and it can be any genre as long as it's house i'm gonna find some deep house actually yeah 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 push the bow out keep it interesting i haven't played in louise deep in the louise deep deep i'm gonna find it okay take care guys enjoy in, yeah, we should sample that. I've got a sample machine. Enough talking. The show is zooming by. Thank you for listening. I'm Angie Brown Monez on It Is What It Is.
Finesse.
house finish.
House Finesse.
say my goodbyes. I hope you enjoyed my show. <laughs> She's there taking the mickey as usual. Thank you, producer Yaz, watching the levels. Yeah, they're all different on every track. And um, sometimes it's a bit bassy, sometimes a bit doppy. There you go. It happens, but it is what it is. I'm Angie Brownmanes. Thank you for listening. The hour has zoomed by, as I always say every week. It is enjoyable, and I really love it. Go deep in the mix. For you, baby. Love this track. Played some disco tonight and a little bit of everything. We went deep with Louise. I've got to give Louise a call, actually. Right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to play out. We've probably got a couple of minutes left, that right? And I don't clock watch, that's for sure. Anyway, enjoy. Have a lovely week. Yes, Miss Raspy Brown. Mm-hmm. Take care, guys. Have a good weekend, wherever you are. Okay, have a good week. Whenever you listen to this, have a fantastic life. Okay, bye-bye. House Finesse on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and visit housefinesse.com for all the show archives. House Finesse.